Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 144 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, no, this is Monday, so hopefully you had a good Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. That's coming up this week. <laughs> yeah, I went from bubbly Barbara last week to psycho Barbara this week. I hate this time of year in dental technology. It's freaking crazy. Ugh. So are you saying you like double the capacity crazy or? No, it's just like everybody a- wants it yesterday. Everybody wants everything. You know, it's just nuts. I hate it. Can't you just tell them no? No. <laughs> Oh, come on. They're leaving the country. They wait, They need it by Christmas. Their insurance is going out. You know, you name it. See, and here, everyone leaves for Florida. <laughs> I mean, everyone's already in Florida with you, but they're already <laughs> leaving to Florida. I'm always telling them, no, I don't do favors for people that are moving to a place that has better weather than I'm in. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> so, Barb, you're no longer the NADL president. Your reign of terror is over. Yes, it is. Not quite the year you probably expected. Yeah, why in the world would you want to talk about this on the podcast? But yes, it wasn't the year I expected. It was very disappointing to say the least, but we came together and we got a lot of things done and we made it through it. And it was rough, but we made it. It's super sad though. Could have been better. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do about it, but you always be known as the president of the COVID year. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, and we welcome in Rob Gitman, who's taking over the presidency for 2021. Right on. For obvious reasons, I hope he's also not known as the president of the COVID year, mm-hmm. because I want COVID to be over. Let's get over it. Yep. So. Wish him luck, <laughs> let me tell you. What we love in our industry is that we love to showcase everyone's skills and talents. And every year, the Panthera Dental, those are those people that make those wonderful bars up in Canada, they have what's called the Panthera Master Cup, a worldwide contest to have the best of the best technicians compete in making the world's best overdenture cases. Today's episode, we actually talked to two people that I think you were too busy to participate. I think you were running a lab or something, Barb. I don't know what you were doing. Aww. Joining the podcast again is our good friend, and I'm going to butcher the name because I always do, Beatrice Robichard, the co-founder of Panthera and the creator of the Master Cup. She brings with her the second place winner of last year's cup, Jeffrey Luke, from the Shaw Dental Group in Canada. Jeffrey talks about his experiences going through the process of applying to make the top 10 and having to adapt his knowledge and skills to master the final two arches in the competition. Awesome. And Beatrice talks about the history of the Master Cup, the judging process, and how just about anyone can apply for the 2021 Panthera Master Cup. So join us as we chat with Beatrice and Jeffrey. Hey, Barbara, have you heard about Oradent and their new partnership? You mean up? 3D, Elvis? Exactly. The new P5 milling machine by Up3D. Is it another private label milling machine on the market? Actually, no. That's the cool thing. Up3D actually manufactures their own mills. Wow, that's awesome. What is the P5 milling machine offering? Well, for starter, the P5 is a 5-axis Efficient dry mill. All right, so that's super ideal and totally convenient, but what about the quality of the milling? Well, it boasts software that produces high precision and fast milling. It can mill a crown, get this, in 14 minutes. And the tool life yields about 60 to 80 hours of quality restorations. Wow, that must be super expensive software. Do tell. The cam nasting software is included at no additional cost. Come on! That's a super great cost savings for any lab. Budget-friendly, without compromising any of the performance. All right, so let's talk about price. Well, the funny thing is, it retails for only 
$18,000. Wow, that's a super game changer for labs of all sizes, big and small. Under 20K, a small lab can now do their own milling instead of outsourcing. But don't forget the medium and larger labs can benefit big time from this too. The Up3D recently opened a home office in California near Oradent. So does that mean the mill ships from California and the remote technical support is also in California? Yes, Barbara, you are correct. Obviously, (laughs) as always, they are both in the United States in Southern California. All you got to do is call our friends over at Oradent. 1-800-422-7373. Or you can visit their website at Oradent.com. We appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We are excited to have on the podcast today, past guest, Beatrice. I know I messed up your last name last time, (laughs) and I'm probably going to do it again, but I actually listened to it this morning to see if I could remember. So Beatrice Robichard. Yeah, almost, almost. (laughs) Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. It's Robichaud. Oh, Robichaud. Robichaud. Yeah, Man, there you, you go. Know. There you Robichaud. go. Robichaud. Awesome. We have Beatrice back on, of course, from Panthera, but this time we're talking about the Panthera Master Cup. Joining us also on this podcast is Jeffrey Luke, also from Canada, who came in second place in this year's Master Cup. Both of you, how are you guys doing today? I'm awesome. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the show. Awesome. Great. I'm so happy that you could join us. So I'd like to kind of start off, Jeffrey, kind of learning more about you. I noticed looking you up online, doing the extensive research our podcast does, that you're with the Shaw Group of Dental Laboratories out of Toronto. Yeah, that's correct. I currently work at the Shaw Lab Group. Uh, We're a pretty big lab. Mm -hmm. We're currently in downtown Toronto, uh, and we moved to a new lab location just a little bit outside of the downtown core. Not knowing lab sizes in Canada, how many labs makes up this group? We have lab locations in London, Ontario, Kingston, Ontario, Ottawa, Toronto, and one down in Pennsylvania. Nice. And does every bar get made at Panthera? Most of our bars. <laughs> I tried, Beatrice. I tried. I Thank tried. you, Elvis. Thank you. We're very familiar with Panthera products. I bet. I mean, it's a big name here in the States. I can only imagine how easy it is to, to mail stuff there all within Canada. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Not having to cross customs saves us a lot of turnaround time. I bet you. So, Jeffrey, how did you become a dental technician? What introduced you to it? Well, actually, in high school, I was very into science and arts. Mm-hmm. I loved working with my hands. Graduating high school, I went to university for life science. So hoping to be some kind of healthcare professional, just wanted to do something sciencey and help others with my hands. Yeah. But at that time, my marks were only average. I didn't have, I guess, the determination to keep studying and go through all the textbooks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So after first semester of second year. So halfway through second year, I decided to take a break. I figured my marks were just average. I, I didn't have a GPA high enough to write any entrance exams for any post-grad. So I decided to take a break, figure things out, have some fun, just sure. kind of get my life in order. So I did that. I worked. I enjoyed life for a bit. And then I think it was maybe about a year into that, I had a, a login still for a career uh, website back in high school. So I logged into that and just typed in dental because I was aiming for either dental or optometry back in university. Okay. Um, I typed in dental, a whole list of occupations came up and I was scrolling through them. And then I saw dental technology and I, I was curious. I saw denturism. So those two caught my eye. I looked into them. But I think dental technology really spoke to me because I was more interested in fabrication, not as much the clinical, but mm-hmm. really fabricating because I enjoyed making things with my hands. So from there on, I continued to Google search and found there was a, a program here in Toronto at George Brown College for dental technology. So hopped onto that. And yeah, that's how I got into dental technology. Yeah. So is Canada where you have to have a degree in it to do it? Like I hear about in Europe? No, you can be a dental technician. Like if a lab hires you and you can train through a lab and you can work sure. in a lab. But if you go to school, 
for it, then you get all the the theory, the background knowledge, and then you need all that to eventually write your RDT if you choose to become a registered dental technician. Okay, so there is a registered version, but you don't have to be. You don't have to be, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. And when you went to the school, it was all fixed and removables because I'm looking to see what you did for the Panthera Cup. Looks like you lean towards removable in your career. Well, actually, graduating out of the dental technology program, Crown and Bridge was my favorite subject or favorite discipline, I guess. Yeah. And I was working in Crown and Bridge here at Shaw, graduating, or even during co-op, I was in Crown and Bridge. Um, and I learned so much about implants through Crown and Bridge. Mm-hmm. And then there was an opportunity, or they moved me later to dentures. Willingly? Did you go? Or was it more like, oh, uh, I guess? <laughs> um, well, the big story is I was actually working at Shaw after first year. Mm-hmm. During the summer, I got a job here. And I was started off in dentures, so I was doing your basic custom trays, bite blocks, wax ups, and then later they found out I like Crown and Bridge, so they moved me to Crown and Bridge. I see, yeah, yeah. And then after graduating, two years later, I got my RDT. They needed some help in dentures, so I was okay with that. I moved to dentures and helped. And yeah. actually, that was a time I would say when implant dentures were starting to get popular. So we were mm-hmm. seeing a lot of that, and that got me excited because I learned a lot of implants in Crown and Bridge, and I figured I could move that skill and knowledge into dentures and learn what's getting popular. So sure. yeah, I moved to dentures. And then soon after that, I became supervisor of the denture department. And how long have you been doing that? I've been supervisor for six years now. Wow. And I bet you, you guys do quite a few removables. Is it a majority of what the lab does? Oh, no, we're a full service lab. We do everything. We have a huge growing digital department too now, but we do produce a lot of removables yeah is it true in canada everybody gets a free mouth guard (laughs) (laughs) no 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 because we play hockey (laughs) i've heard that part of the health care everybody gets a free mouth guard not true never heard of that never heard of that interesting i wonder where i heard that i'm gonna have to research my own stupidity that's interesting (laughs) because i figured that's what you guys made a lot of because they were free but we'll scratch that question i guess (laughs) when did you first hear about the panthera cup i heard about it i would say the year julian bory won i followed along yeah three years two two years ago two years okay yeah exactly not not last year the year before year before that that's right so i heard about it through then and we use a lot of Panther products, so I follow them on social media. I think we there were some ads up about Panther Master Cup. So yeah. I heard about it when Julian won. And actually, I applied last year, 2019, for the Master Cup. I didn't make the cut, mm-hmm. but I was okay with that because I would say Shaw Lab, we're fairly production level. So we don't do a lot of high-end I get it, know, yeah. boutique stuff. We do a lot of dentures. I, I'm pretty confident with my skills in dentures, but I wasn't that confident enough with my composite, all that, you know, high end aesthetic, realistic looking stuff. So I was okay not making the Panther Master Cup 2019 because I thought, you know, I could have some time to practice those skills, looking more and grow those skills. So 2019 yeah. happened. And then I think it was the end of 2019, December, they advertised for the upcoming Panther Master Cup. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was still a little hesitant to apply. I had a lot of things on my plate. We actually were expecting a new member into our family who was born in March 2020. Yeah. So I had my hands full with that and just the lab growth and heading up digital dentures in uh, the lab here. So I had a lot on my plate. I was sure. kind of hesitant to go for it, but I was encouraged. My wife supported me. And I think there was also a chance to win an articulator Yes, if you yeah. applied. And that I think that was, that's what tipped me over the fence. I really wanted a free Stratus articulator. So I thought, oh, you yeah. know, nothing to lose. I'll apply. I might even win an articulator. So yeah. And then a few days later, or I think it was a few, a week or so later, I got a call from Beatrice telling me I made the top 10. Oh, Beatrice, you make personal calls. Yeah, no, yeah. Every nice. year I take time to call all the top 10 we have to, you know, announce that they're make the, the 10 finalists that will participate in the contest. And uh, I'm super happy to hear what I'm hearing right now from Jeffrey, knowing that he did try uh, once and then the second time. And it just, uh, 
you know, I don't know if you follow, any of you follow, you know, like America Got Talents and stuff like that. It's quite often yeah, yeah. you see people coming one, two, or sometimes three times and where yep. people say, I use that time, you know, to get better and so on. And I do remember, Jeffrey, when your application, I mean, the picture you provided and so on, it was like no brainer that you had to be in the top 10 for us. It was, <laughs> so it's that guy I have a chance. So we have to pick him that, yeah. So when you submit, it's just, what, one picture, a series of pictures of something you fabricated, or what's the process like? Well, no, there was an application. We had to fill out a short paragraph of why we want to participate in the Master Cup. Mm-hmm. And and you just was... wrote, I want a free articulator. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't add that in. <laughs> but I think there was another section on what we do, I think. And then we had to submit two cases, two past cases that we did with photos and an explanation of the case and, sure. and how it turned out. Yeah. So how many applicants did you have to go through, Beatrice, this year before um, you narrowed it down? I mean, without precision, because obviously we want to keep that. I will say that again this year, we have people from over 30 countries. So That's you can imagine... That's a lot of people for us. Yeah. I was very surprised. Again, every year is stressful. You know, I'm, I'm always wondering, is there people going to apply and, and so on? Because one of the biggest thing that I read on the internet about the Master Cup is a lot of people say, oh, I'm not of that level. I, should, I, I don't feel confident enough to have a chance to win. And at the end of the yeah. day... What I learned, and, and Jeff will be probably able to confirm that, is every time people are like, wow, I'm surprised I made a top 10. I even surprised I made a top three. I, I was sure I was not of the level. And at the end, when you do a contest like this one, what I've seen within now a fourth year is, yes, people start the contest with a certain level of skill, but they do uh, learn a lot during the contest to be able to get that point. So they're not wrong saying that they do not have what it's need to win, but they learn it during the contest because it, now it's a reason to learn more about implant supported denture. Sure. A lot of people don't get that chance working at the bench, especially like Jeffrey, production wise, to really take that time to perfect their skill. And it's a good chance to do that. So, Beatrice, tell me why you started the Panthera Cup. Because it's been going on for, what, nine years? No, f- no, four years. The company's been four nine years. years. Yeah, it's four years. It's not that long. Even on my side, I'm, I'm still surprised the success we have. So, next year will be the fifth one. Uh-huh. I started because my father originally is a dental technician. And mm-hmm. my father always been into implant bars. I mean, he used to cast them like in when I was like little young, you know, <laughs> I remember I, I was not even in high school, you know, that I was working in my father's lab with him, you know, playing around with wax and my father was doing denture and implant bar like any any children of dental technician happen you know you, yeah, you, you yeah. spend your weekend in the dental lab and i was kind of fascinated by my father's work because i kind of hated it in the fact that i was this is so boring doing denture mm. you know i said i'm never gonna work in the dental field but i wanted to give back to my father's profession because I realized that dental technicians are way too often forgotten in the whole uh, dental community. And the fact that uh, the big company are always talking about the dances, they're pushing the dances. We even start to see big implant company trying to go over the dental lab to sell directly to yeah. the dances and so on. It's like the profession is some sometime not even considered. Yeah, And I wanted to change that. And also, I wanted to show people that, yes, a, a denture, you know, teeth, acrylic teeth and wax and so on can be a high-end product. It doesn't need to be a pure zirconia and ceramic. There's still room for high-end quality denture. So that was my first thought of why I decided to do this contest. Explain the contest for people that don't know. I mean, everybody's given the same set of models. Yeah, so I said I wanted to do a contest. And for an example, okay, I'm a huge fan of Formula One, okay? But what I hate about F1 is that not every car is the same. So we all know that if a racer is with Mercedes or with Lamborghini whatsoever, their chance to win is better than if they are with another brand because they make better car. And yeah, okay. sometime, I believe, we have like a very good racer that cannot show his potential. So I say we have to avoid that problem. So I said we're going to provide everyone the same bar, 
the same teeth set, set of teeth, uh, the same articulator, the same couple of materials. So the only thing that technicians during a contest have to provide is their time, wax, and couple of detail around it. But mostly, it's at the end of the day, everyone have the same car. Let's say everyone is driving a, a, a Toyota Corolla. But now let's find <laughs> who is the best driver. You know, that's that was my concept. So that's why yeah. we provide everything. Every year, what I try to do is to make partnership with company like this year. We had Vita uh, for two years before we had Ivoclear. Mm-hmm. So we try to have company to support us providing some material, but at least, you know, to standardize the case exactly. And then uh, what I do is that I sit down with uh, my colleague, Andreas Klee, that I know, Jeff, you know very well, Andreas. Mm-hmm. Being our salesperson in Toronto, uh, is a dental technician from South Africa, uh, used to learn in the army there. And Andreas uh, sat down with me and then we imagine our potential patient. You know, like uh, this year, I, if I remember properly, it was a lady that used to have, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm a loss of memory. But anyway, 67 years old. There you go. Good hygiene, but wants a natural look. Uh, there you go. You see, so. Oh. We kind of put a little scenario behind it. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. So that's 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 super interesting. Honestly, every year and and something that I start to see also is the cultural difference between the denture from what I see from US, from Canada, from Europe, uh, um, from Latin America. I see that. For example, what is a beautiful smile is not the same in different country. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. When you present these models to people to work on, do they have any sort of face to go off of? Because we know how important it is for things to fit within a face. Do you have that? No. No. So it's just straight off the model, best you can do. Exactly. Exactly. At least I know it could be helpful to have a face, but at least it's everyone has the same step. As a matter of fact, if you look two years ago, Julien Barry decided to draw his own face and his video was quite amazing because he started to draw the smile that he wanted to create and slowly start to draw the face around it on a like he he filmed himself in a fast speed camera. And at the end, we recognize Barack Obama. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, wow. So the description or patient for him make him remember Barack Obama. So he imagine what he was doing, the smile of the uh, last uh, American president. So I think that's why Julian was amazing that year also, the, the fact that he created the face, that he was imagining that smile. That's interesting. That's a, that's a real interesting way to do it. So Jeffrey, how long was it before they sent you these models? And what did you think when you first opened this box? It was probably the next month. I think we got the models in January. We actually knew about the products before because part of the Master Cup advertisement, they would say this year we're working on you know a pectin diamark bar with a dolder bar. So all oh, the yeah. all the info is already presented on what the contest is going to be about. And actually, that's why I was interested in 2019 because I've done a few integrated bars and I felt super confident with the integrated bar. So mm-hmm. that drove me to apply back in 2019. What bar was it this year? This year was the Diamart with a pectin superstructure. And then the lower arch was a dolder bar. Interesting. Did you have experience with those previously? Dolder bar, yes. I've done a few dolder bars. The Diamart, no. Especially with pectin. I think I spent the first month uh, of the contest just researching pectin, how to use it, how to bond, you know, how it behaves. Because this was my first time using pectin. And they don't provide any practice pieces, do they? No practice pieces, but they do provide some information on cementing the bar. or they did, There is some information on yeah. how to use it, but I had to go and research more on uh, materials for priming it and just bonding and other things. Yeah, did you feel that you were at a disadvantage with it being a bar you weren't familiar with? Or did you feel pretty confident that you could tackle this? <laughs> I I felt a little nervous, uh, sure. a little overwhelmed at first. I wouldn't know what to do with it if you put it yeah. in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I felt actually I felt like an underdog because I work at an almost production lab and I don't get to do as many boutique studio cases. So I felt a little intimidated seeing the competition and then having the Diamart bar there. But I think what Beatrice mentioned, a lot of people learn and grow from this contest, and I learned so much working in this contest and working with the materials and i think i developed a lot of skill through this contest yeah 
You'd have to. <laughs> Beatrice, how do you guys decide what bar to use every year? Well, uh, it's as I said, I sit down with my colleague and we try to uh, think about stuff. Um, obviously, there is some, we'll say, honestly, there is some marketing aspect behind it. Like this year, we were able to secure a partnership with uh, Sandre Meto. So since Sandre Meto is the um, original provider and vendor of the dollar bar, it was obvious for us to go with a dollar bar with a uh, gold rider to, you know, Mm-hmm. support our, our sponsor in, in that part. And on the opposite, as a matter of fact, we had Vita with us. And, and as we know, Vita now is uh, working hard to promote their composite material. I heard good feedback from some other technician around the market saying that Vita composite was a very interesting material. So I say, okay, how we could put that ahead in the contest and, and create something. So that's where we came with the idea to do our diamond bar because it, it can be with a pecton structure. And it was a perfect combination because pecton is a proper material to, from Sandrimeto and the composite was Vita so they could all provide the raw material for us, lower obviously the cost and support our sponsor in that by promoting their product. So yeah. honestly we just sit down with our product and, and try to see and what also I do, like last year, the integrated bar was a choice because our product was new on the market. We wanted to put it ahead and make people discover this nice uh, alternative. So that's why we promote this bar two years ago uh, to kind of promote this alternative. And and as I said, push technician to try something that most of them never tried. Yeah, it's a perfect time to promote what you guys are doing. And it, it brings a lot of attention to it. Exactly. Who provided the teeth this year? Vita. Vita. So Vita also did the composite and the teeth. Yes, exactly. Vita provided the teeth and the composite this year. Exactly. Jeff, did you ever work with Vita teeth before? Was that already in your lab? Yeah, we use a lot of Vita teeth here. Okay, so you were comfortable using that tooth. Yeah. Because I know how a lot of removable technicians, if you change teeth on them, it's it's not a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but we use a wide variety of teeth here at, at our lab, so pretty comfortable with most teeth. Nice. So talk about the process, Jeff. I mean, you got the box, you open this thing up. How long did you have to do everything? Well, actually, this year was interesting because of the pandemic situation. Sure. But originally, we were planned to have three months to uh, finish the case. Mm-hmm. We received the case in January, and I spent the first month just research, yeah, research about pectin, and then it grew to research on aesthetics like composite and how to use it and how to get you know better results and then it grew to just instagramming what other people were doing and i think i got a little carried away and thinking like oh what can i do to make my case stand out what Mm. aesthetic advantage can i do or what are other people going to do so how will i be different from them so i got really carried away and then the pandemic came along and we had lockdown, so yeah. we were all furloughed. And actually, it was it was a good time for me because my baby girl was born just two days before the lockdown. So I got to spend uh, two months at home yeah. with the newborn. And during those two months, I didn't think about any dental. Didn't think much about the contest. I put everything on hold. Just spent the two months with family. A lot of sleepless nights. Yeah. But it was it was a good time. And then after the lockdown, we were allowed to go back to work around end of May. Mm-hmm. And that's when Panthera contacted us and said, you guys have until end of July to finish the case and submit it to us for the deadline. And going back into work, I kind of got some time. Like that little break was a great time for me to refocus and clear my mind and I actually did my setup before the lockdown. So I actually reset my case three times. But uh, after this lockdown, going back to work, I took everything apart. I went through the Panthera folder that they gave us, looked Mm -hmm. at the mark breakdown, what was key, looked at the case scenario, the portfolio of the patient. And then I refocused on my strengths. So I, I looked back on what was important, which was function and getting the right teeth in the proper placement and I focused on my strengths first and not focus on the other stuff that I got carried away with. And that's how I put my piece together. When you got back from furlough, was your lab just slam busy like we were down here? 
Yeah, we were we were quite slammed. We had a lot of cases backed up. Yeah, and then once the dentists were allowed to open, they had a lot of stuff that just came into. So we were quite busy. Yeah. So uh, where did you find the time to work on this? <laughs> uh, and after, a baby. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 It was it was a handful. I I spent some days after work. I did some work at home on the mm-hmm. weekends in between baby and life but uh managed to squeeze everything in and actually right when we were allowed to go back to work i gave myself i made a schedule for myself on what i needed to do and when so kind of like timeline of uh what landmarks i need to hit for my case to finish for the the deadline yeah like you had to have the wax up done by then the finish done by then yeah yeah these are finished cases. How do you process the acrylic? Is everybody allowed to finish it however they want? Uh, yeah, I, there was no boundary on what we could finish yeah. it with. So yeah, the lower was a dolder bar. I processed it with IvoCap, um, okay, which I'm familiar with. And then the upper, we were supplied with the Vita composite. So, you know, looted the teeth on with a looting composite and then built up the gingiva with the supplied composite. Do you have to document the steps for this process or are you required to provide photos? And Yes, we are. We're required to provide full documentation and explanation on why we chose the teeth we chose or why we did certain things. Mm-hmm. Photos, documentation. And actually this year I, or for my contest, I did a, I made a video of the entire process, like from a mini unboxing to mounting to set up and I put it all together as one big video and and it also like part of that was because i like making videos but i also wanted to show other people what this contest was about like i have a lot of friends who ask you know what's this contest here and what's this master cup and i would tell them well i'm making a denture implant bar denture and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't really get it so i decided to make a video so i would show them and they would better understand the contest but also what we do as dental technicians yeah it's a great way to promote the industry so beatrice do you have people that submit that are Pack and pressing? Was it pack and processing the dentures? Do you have anyone that microwaves them? I mean, do you see all sorts? We see all sorts. As a matter of fact, we see all sorts, all technique. As as uh, Jeffrey says, uh, there's no uh, limitation on that. There's no boundary. So people will use what they're either comfortable with or, as a matter of fact, sometimes they want to challenge themselves. So they will use different technique. Mm-hmm. Last year, winner lady uh, that won last year, she confirmed that she used a, a new technique that she was not familiar with, and as a matter of fact, it worked. I mean, she ended first, so <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, we we've seen everything honestly, and 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 as I said, I'm always surprised to see that every year we pick ten people. Every year we have ten totally different cases, even if they have the same teeth, the same bar, it's completely different from one to another one. That's cool. I mean, that's really just shows how creative our industry is and how unique everybody is. I mean, I've always said that 10 people can make the same crown, but they'd all look different and it's no different than dentures. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. So Jeff, you had a list of the criteria that the judges are going to be looking at, right? Yep. That's right. So Beatrice, what is that judging process like? How do you pick judges? Is it always the same or? So during the last four years, we we had to uh, be creative with the judging. So normally what we used to do is that we used to have Andreas, my colleague, that was one of the jury member, and then we used yeah. to pick four other in the industry. We just went by, you know, reputation, knowing that he knew. At the end of the day, any dental technician or dentist are able to follow the grid and put their top up on, on a case because everybody is trained to recognize a nice denture. And when you follow a grid of criteria, it's easy for a jury to say, okay, this is really a very high-end result versus our middle or low-end and to compare. Normally also, since the second year, we decided to use the winner of last year to bring them on the jury board. So Mark Williamson was our first winner on the first contest. On the second year was the the judge. Julian Barry was on the third and so on and so on. Yeah. But this year we had the pandemic. 
So it was a problem sure. because now we had a, one of the jury member was uh, Dr. Tolan from Vita, Germany. He could not travel. I had uh, Sebastien uh, from the Giller uh, Institute in France uh, that could not come also for traveling and so on. So yeah. I said, okay, we have to find a solution. So this year we had to pick local jury member. Mm-hmm. So it's the first year I asked my father to join on board. Uh, it was wow. interesting. So my father was one of the jury this year. We had the president of the Dentures Association of Province of Quebec that was on board. And then we brought two dental technicians that are local here. One that have a small lab in the area, like a boutique lab. And the mm-hmm. other one has a, like a two-man lab and is uh, quite known in uh, on the social media and so on. We sat everyone together. And this year, Andreas was not anymore a jury and will not anymore in the future be a judge because we realized that Andreas is better to support the judge so he is during the judgment and just to make sure that they understand the instruction and so on so he will support them instead of doing the judging himself make it faster normally judge are put in a closed room for the whole day all cases everything that can uh, link the case to a specific person are hidden so we take all the name branding all the documentation everything is edited to remove part where we could recognize one of the participants and yeah so you have case a b c d i and f e and and that's it jury just go one by one they put number they have the whole day they can come back on a case and then at the end of the day they tell me who's the top one two three and i have no clue why no clue the number it's something that i don't want to know Yeah, so you don't participate in the judging at all. Not at all, not at all. It's like they're there from 9 in the morning and a lot of time they end up, it's like 9 in the evening. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what letter Jeffrey was? Not not at all, I don't remember. The only thing (laughs) I was told is that it was quite a challenge year for the jury member. The top three place was like, we're talking about less than five points that was uh, between the first, second, and third place. Wow. So it was very tight, very tight. And But at the end, as as the jury, they, they have to decide a winner, a second, and a third. And yeah. what I was told is that it was hard for them because they don't know who's there. And then they, we realized that putting someone in the first, second, and third place can be a life-changing situation. That's what we believe. Yeah, but you have a lot of people from around the the world. How did you handle them writing their documentation in other languages was were they translated we take care of that we hire we have a local company that can translate from pretty much any language wow and we just translate everything you know if there's let's say a a nice book or a video we just put the text the translating text so they can follow and jury are well understanding that they should have to understand that it was probably done in their first language for to make it the best of what they can come and there's no uh, disadvantage of doing that Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you really got to make sure everything's included. So the criteria that everyone bases off of, who came up with that criteria and what is the criteria? I don't know. uh, Maybe, Jeff, you can tell a little the criteria from your point of view. Beatrice is really out of the judging. She is- <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. I mean, it's my colleague Andreas that done it. But just to make remember the audience, yeah. was, I am not a dental technician. I know sometimes I teach dental technician, but I never touch a, a teeth or wax in my life, except when I was a little kid. So. <laughs> so for the criteria, there was a section on model analysis. So they wanted to see landmarks little markings that we made, Mm -hmm. which would lead to how we did our setup. So model analysis was one, a description of why, I think it was a description of why we chose our teeth or the mold, the shade. Oh, so you can choose any Vita tooth. It wasn't like... Well, it was any tooth from the, this year was the Lingo form and the Excel yeah. Oh, I thought you guys were provided cards. No. No, 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 no. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had to choose a tooth mold and shade and explain why we chose that. And then a part of it was the function. So we had to have uh, working and balancing, made sure we had full centric occlusion. And then there was a uh, criteria for characterization and I guess pink composite, uh, just the aesthetics. Yeah. And the lastly, oh, model work. 
made sure the model work was nice and clean. The articulator was nice and clean. Did you have to pour up the models yourself? No, the models were 3D printed. Oh, really? Interesting. All by Panthera. So they had the models printed, analogs were in there. The tissue material was on the models as well. Very nicely done by Panthera. Yeah, I bet. They do some nice work. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I can only imagine how nice those models were. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff pointed out. So uh, you have the average. The thing I was told by the jury member in average is that function is the most challenging criteria that every participant had to deal with in the four year of the contest. That's where people lose majority of points. Yeah. Aesthetically speaking, honestly, every year we people are making amazing, wonderful, beautiful work. But at the end, it is a dental technician contest, not an aesthetic contest. It's part of. And it is, as a matter of fact, it is a point where I was told that a lot of people lose few points, but just, you know, that's exactly those kind of points that make a difference being in the top three or not being in the top three is function. Yeah. So that's what is important to you. And obviously, if Jeff was able to make second place, it's because function was at rendezvous. Yeah, it's got to be more important than aesthetics in the grand scheme of things. While you want it to look beautiful, it's got to function. And you mentioned that these models are based off of a live patient. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, Originally, every of our model, I mean, we didn't create a false. They are mix and match from real patient. But the the upper and lower are not always uh, the same person. We sometimes cheat with the model. And the bite is always provided, by the way. So they really have a, a false situation, but are based with real life patient. And they're all required to do it on the same articulator too, right? Yes, exactly. This year we uh, we switch. We used to have the... The Stratus. The, yeah, the Stratus from Ivoclair. And this year mm-hmm. we went with Armand Gearback, uh, the... Um, uh, my God, I'm, I have... Artex, the Artex. Uh, CT. Yeah, exactly. Artex yeah. CT. Beautiful articulator. Beautiful. Absolutely. And all 10 of them get it. Yes, exactly. Well, the, the articulator is land for the contest because obviously there's high cost of an articulator. So they have sure. to send it back. And yes, the top one win uh, an articulator that was provided this year for uh, the Amarn Gearback one. Exactly. That is so cool. It is. Any hopes of taking this digital that the cup will one day be a digitally designed or digitally fabricated denture? Or do you think we're going to stick analog? Um, I think we're going to stick analog. And why that? Because I think that to be able to make beautiful piece of heart on a computer, you have first to know how to do it without the computer. Yeah. I agree to that. Uh, nothing's coming out of that printer looking as nice as these things I nah, see on your nah, 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 I don't think it will happen soon. I mean, yes, 3D printing is getting amazing. Yes, you can have a very nice uh, 3D printed denture or mill denture today. As Jeff said, if, if you're a production lab, it, it is way better than expected. But at the end of the day, once in a while... Uh, we want to make the best one. And and remember, the contest is, is a showcase. It, it, it's like a car company. They make those amazing supercar, but as a matter of fact, they don't make them to make money. They just make them to show, look at what we could do. Yeah. So imagine what we do in our regular day-to-day work. Yeah. Jeff, you're not making any of these type of dentures at your at your lab every day now? <laughs> not, not full <laughs> gum composite, you know, realistic. But, I mean, we try our best with, Oh, Just sure. Regular acrylic and try to make that as realistic and aesthetic as possible. Yeah. So after your experience going through this and getting second place, and I don't think I've mentioned, congratulations, by the Thank way. You. What advice can you give to other people looking to do the Panthera Cup? My biggest advice is apply. Like I've, I definitely felt like I wasn't ready. I felt mm-hmm. like I didn't have as much experience as um, my fellow competitors. But yeah, the, the biggest thing is, it doesn't hurt to try. No, and, absolutely. And who knows, like your strengths could be better than the others, right? And it comes down to function. We see all this beautiful product, but deep down function is a huge part of our job. And that's uh, a core value of, of dental technicians. Yeah. I'm curious, the initial photos you sent in to apply, was that regular work you were doing or did you do that specifically for the Panthera Cup? For the application? Yeah. It was actual work that we've done before. Like they asked for real cases that we've worked on and I didn't prepare any cases specifically for the for That's the cool. Cup. 
Is that a requirement, Beatrice? What is required is that we can see the potential skill or apply applicants. So it doesn't matter if they want to create one for the application, up to them. What I want to see is that do you have what it get to to be there on the aesthetic point of view? And what I see is that obviously application now is is, is start to be interesting because I, I see people writing two, three pages of why it should be in the contest. And, and, and as I so see, some people like, send us like pictures. They're about one inch size. I'm like, seriously? How can I show your talent on that? I like send me full high resolution picture. It's not that hard, you know. Not today with the iPhones and so on. You can provide yeah. me a couple of nice picture, and there there's a lot of possibility during the application to convince the selection jury to pick you in the top ten. So it's like there's go ahead, do everything. Even if you think it's too much, it's probably not too much because a lot of people push hard to get a place. But at the end of the day, obviously, what you show us will help us say, okay, aesthetically speaking, that person have a very nice potential to uh, to do. And if I remember, because I am involved in the selection jury, if I remember, Jeffrey, I think you sent us a case that was regarding a cancer patient. Am I right? Not ca- I think Trauma? it was a case... Yeah, there, she never had teeth and there was, yeah, she never had teeth her entire life and there was some some trauma and a few things going on below the skin and we did a lot of, lot of work to get her with a really nice smile that she's happy with. I remember seeing that person probably know what function is because yeah. <laughs> your case was exactly it was a function case with a difficult patient so uh, obviously it was a very good choice to to pick that one jeffrey because it did help to get you on the top 10 and and end up in the second place <laughs> amazing yes. yeah it stands out rather than that technician that just sends in two Polaroids from a dark room of some dentures sitting on a desk. Yeah. I'm, sure you get, I'm sure you get those. <laughs> we do. We do, as a matter of yeah. fact. We do. Less and less, but we do. That's awesome. When's the next time for people to sign up for next year's Panthera Cup? Does that always happen in January? Nah, well, obviously, with the pandemic, everything is kind of mixed up. So I'm not yeah. sad. right now, what we did is that you can already pre-sign your interest on PantheraDental.com. You go on the mm-hmm. Cup section, you put your name and email, and as soon we launch the opening to uh, deposit a candidate, you can sign up. But this year, we had something new also, is that now you can, if you don't believe you have what it's take to do it, but you have a good friend of yours that should apply, but is like, oh, I'm not sure, you can put their name there, and we're going to try to convince them to join on board. Oh, yeah. So that's something we wanted to, to offer. So sometimes it might, you know, give the a little kick you know to say ah oh, you know what uh, my friends say i should try it why not let's try it and and as as jeffrey say just apply you never know where it's gonna lead you and the first first winner mark williamson on the first year said exactly the same thing he says i did that i was sure i was not even gonna be the top 10 and i was sure i was never won and he won the first place and it's totally changed his life according to what he say yeah. What about you, Jeff? What's next on your, are you going to start the speaker route and start getting <laughs> up on stage talking about the work? And Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm i doing this podcast now. So this there you is go. There the you beginning go. <laughs> of, of the fame, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As a matter of fact, Jeffrey, that's something I will be interested to follow in the next couple of months. How Shalab will use that as an opportunity. I know because uh, I know, I know Shalab, uh, Elvis Shah has been like kind of a, how can I say, a whole-timer lab in Canada. It's one of the oldest mm-hmm. lab group in, in the country here. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. My, it, it, my father used to work with them like 30, 40 years ago. I, I don't know how old this show, but it's pretty old. And yeah. always been considered as a very good uh, lab in the country. Like they, they're known everyone in Canada. And I know Sha will probably use this opportunity. And I wish it to you, Jeffrey, that, uh, I mean, that literally can change the perception of Sha to say, hey, to also do this boutique style, to have people that can achieve it and not just a little. For sure. Was Shaw very behind you doing this? Were they, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Were they supportive? Supportive. Supportive. Thank you. It's amazing <laughs> how you can't think of the simple words. Were they supportive in you doing the Panthera Cup? Were they behind it? Did they know about it? They knew about it. I told them and they were in full support. They were super excited and constantly cheering me on. I think on every social media post that there was, they would always be on there cheering for me. So they were in full support. That's great. And what about other people at Shaw? Are they now inspired to give it a shot? 
make the manager look bad? Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> I'm not, um, I think more people are aware of it. Yeah. I don't think it was as aware, especially in certain departments that don't uh, necessarily see Panthera products or denture products. So I think more people are definitely aware. Um, as far as participating, maybe down the road, we might get some more participants from Shaw Lab. Yeah. Awesome. You going to encourage it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Jeff, you're going to have to go back to George Brown College and show them the future student. Never know. Might be a future Master Cup winner in those For sure. batch of students. What about you, Elvis? What about, about me? The 2020- yeah. You think I can do this stuff? I can't, 2021. Even, 2021. I can't even set a tooth. You kidding well, me? Well, it's time I to would, learn. I would have to start at the very beginning. I know. I'll have to learn how to make a bite block. <laughs> I know Elvis she's not here with us uh, today. She could not attend, as you said. But, I mean, you have to, to ask Barbara. I mean, she have a very nice lab. And if, if not her, maybe someone in her lab, she'll apply. There you go. Do you get a lot of U.S. applicants? Um... The first year I had a lot of US, last year a little less. I don't know why. As I was kind of surprised that there yeah. was not that many US. But again, I think I, I think I said like any contest in the world, I, I'm, I'm at that point with the Master Cup that people are afraid to not be the level required. And then, you know, when you see the big name going into or tried it like uh, the Barthide, the uh, Ariane yeah. Deutsch and you know uh, Peter Pizzin, those kind of people being involved in my contest. People are like, oh my god, I'm not that level. Well, no. Don't think about that. I mean, you, you could be surprised and every year I think this is the, exactly the same answer I got from the 10 participants in the top trivia. I, I could not believe it. I made it. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is it's not like you're given the models and you're given a week. You know, no. you're given time to improve yourself to yeah. do the case. Have you ever had the contest where you sent the models out and you got one back in two weeks and the guy was done? No, no, no. did not happen. Did not happen. People take until the last day. You're seriously, it's like yeah, because what we say is if you're to ship it on the last day of the contest, you have to provide me a tracking number that prove that you ship it on the last day. If it take one week shipping, I don't care. I'm not going to penalize. The idea is that yeah. you have until. That date, that date, you have a sh- tracking number, it's okay. And it happened every year. Every year I have people at last minute. That's technicians for you. I mean, come yeah, on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, and then, as you say, a lot of technicians tell me that they exactly they train themselves or they go see uh, some training, they pay themselves some private lesson with other technicians that have expertise in where they think they lack. And as, as Jeffrey said, you, you, they learn a lot about, about it and bring that to a next level. Jeffrey, did you reach out to people to get help within the industry? I reached out to some people for advice, on, yeah. especially with pectin. Like I, I have a friend here, uh, Mark Chan, I, I think Beatrice yeah. knows him too. Yeah, yeah, very um, well. And he provided some advice on how to work with the pectin. And I just want to confirm my research and made sure the research you know, resembles what other people were doing as well to see if it was the right path. So I did reach out to some people for some advice and some information. Yeah. Did you know the other people that were in the contest at the same time? Is that list known? That list is known. The top 10 participants are announced at the same time. And I've seen a few names before. Actually, definitely seen uh, Uliano's name before and seen his work online. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen seen some of those names before especially on instagram you see a lot of work and you look into their profile is there a rule beatrice that they're not allowed to contact each other no there's no rule to can contact each other the only rule we have is that to not put any picture of your current work so that makes sense yeah we we ask now obviously we are in a a world of social media so Mm -hmm. i love when my participants show their workplace they show picture of themselves never the actual work because i don't want the jury member or as a matter of fact you don't want to show what you're working on to your the other contestant yeah but i love when people's you know put on social media stuff about it you know and as a matter of fact jeffrey sent us uh, it was posted by uh, shaw lab the day that we announced the winner jeff was uh, filmed by his colleague and oh. nobody know what was happening so jeffy sit on the chair and incidentally and the second place go to jeffrey and he was like oh my god <laughs> 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 that was nice i loved it uh, jeff. Nice. I, I really yeah. liked it so what did the winners get what is the award 
So, unfortunately, with the pandemic, we have to change the prize because all the 10 participants this year was in, were invited to Quebec City for our grand opening. Everything paid, hotel, flight, and everything. Yeah. So, we have to, unfortunately, stop that. And the first winner was winning a trip to IDS to come and speak in our booth about their experience. Wow. Uh, the winner was winning also an articulator, and we had also a coupon to buy stuff from Vita, from Sandre Meto. Uh, yeah. There's article, uh, two pages in LMT magazine talk about the uh, the, the experience. Again, another uh, article in uh, a French magazine called Technologie Dentaire, a, a big publication in Europe. And sorry, Jeff, I don't have it by heart, but the second place you got, do you remember, Jeff? Um, you I think it was... $2,000 of Vita products yes, and exactly. $200 of Sandre Mateau products. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's and a uh, guest spot on a podcast. And a guest spot on a podcast. <laughs> sure. And, a guest and uh, I know I'm looking at the time. I know we're getting to the end right now. Yeah. And I would love to do a surprise to Jeff if you allow me, Elvis. Absolutely. Please. I just take a decision 45 minutes ago. So I heard your story, Jeffrey. I think you get in the contest to get an articulator. Well, here it goes. I'm going to give you a free articulator to thank you to promote the contest with us today. Oh, wow. Thank oh. you very much. There you go. You got wow, it. That, nice. that is a great surprise. I got that articulator. The whole reason wow. you did this thing. <laughs> so wow. I'm going to pack one. And uh, as a matter of fact, when we're going to send the case back to you, uh, the articulator will be still on the case. It's yours. Thank nice. you very much, Beatrice. You're that welcome. Is awesome. That is awesome. That's awesome. So everybody gets their work back. Yes, it was. As a matter of fact, this is the best prize of the actual contest. You keep everything at the end. Nice. Jeffrey, what are you going to do? Put it in the baby's room? Hang it from the uh, rear view mirror? What are you going to do? I, I might display it in the baby's room. Inspire her to maybe become a Master Cup winner one day. <laughs> That's awesome. As you should. <laughs> Every technician should be raising their kid for our next generation. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Elvis, honestly, I think this is the best price of the contest because you keep everything. This is one of the best visit card for a technician to to have done a case like that. You know, it's like it's part of your CV. It's your resume. It says, Hi, how good are our technician are you? Well, like that. Boom. Yeah, you walk into my lab showing that and, uh, well, you're overpriced for here, but you, <laughs> it shows how great a work you can do. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Beatrice, again, thank you for coming on the show. We love what you're doing in Panthera. Thank you, Elvis. Not only do I use you with our lab, just what you're doing in the Panthera Cup, super cool idea. And I love that it brings the industry together. Jeffrey, great to meet you, sir. I loved hearing your story about participating and what you're doing up there and just keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you again, Beatrice. That is awesome. <laughs> you're welcome, Jeff. Yeah, nobody walks away from the podcast empty-handed. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks, Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. And we can't wait to see what good things come of you, Jeffrey. Thank you. I look forward to it. And Beatrice, we'll talk to you again real soon. I'm sure of it. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Using 3D printed Denka temporary resin is the easy, fast, clean, and accurate way of creating natural-looking temporary restorations using Denka temporary Crown & Bridge 3D print resin. This new temporary material is FDA-cleared, biocompatible, photocurable, and can be printed super fast. That patient can be temporized with the highest quality temporary crown that lasts a minimum of one full year in the mouth. Denka Crown & Bridge Temporary features excellent lifelike aesthetics and shade matching capability with Vita shades A1, A2, A3, A35, B1, B2, and Pleach. Denka Temporary Crown & Bridge Resin is validated for use with the Asiga Max, a Sega Pro 2, a Sega Pro 4K, and the Whitmix VeraBuild printers. And it's also validated for the curing units Uvatron, Sunray 400, and Teleray 600, and the CureBox Plus. For more information, visit Whitmix.com. We appreciate your continued support of the podcast, Whitmix. Up. Uh- 
big thanks to Beatrice and Jeffrey for coming on our podcast. I'm so sorry that I couldn't be a part of that conversation. It was super interesting. The Master Cup is an amazing opportunity for removable technicians. Head over to pantheradental.com forward slash master dash cup to learn more about this contest and to either pre-register yourself or suggest a fellow technician you think would have a chance at making the top 10. Just remember, anyone at any skill level has a chance to win. And if you haven't tried a bar from Panthera, you should. They have amazing fits and they look absolutely beautiful. And I would love for someone to tell me where I heard the rumor that everybody in Canada got a night guard with their health insurance. (laughs) Didn't somebody tell us that on the podcast? I don't think so, but... Okay, maybe I'm just making it up. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so out of tune of what's happening with our friends up north. I don't know, but I thought I heard that everyone got a night guard with their health insurance, which makes sense. It's good preventative. Gotcha. So everybody, this is the last episode of 2020. We are always looking for new guests and topics for future episodes, and we want 2021 to be even bigger and better. Hopefully with the world opening up again and dental shows starting up again, we can get out there and talk to more amazing people in our industry. Yes. Yes, definitely. (laughs) But we need to hear from you. What do you want us to cover on the podcast? Who do you want to hear from? Do you have a story to tell? Reach out to us at info at voicesfromthebench.com and let us know how we can make 2021 the best year yet. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.